Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to the unofficial, no, it's the official one, the official Broadway <laughs> Sid podcast, where we're drunk on theater. Are you making an unofficial one behind our back? No, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm your it's host, Brian, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even put it out there, I just do it for myself. That's hysterical. It's voice memos to his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and I may be a rookie in the ring, but being naked in Bethesda Fountain in Manhattan, as the lights come up is is what professional show business comedy is all about. The funny duck joke exits in the Musketeer sketch, but is larger than life in the Maxwell House. Welcome to Brooklyn, or am I in a Waldorf suite? <laughs> if only the world were like the movies, because it's my favorite year. Joining us today are the usual 20 million people, including Kevin. Shut up and dance. Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly, our gospel according to the King Game Master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour. Yes, you must listen. <laughs> and with us today is a Broadway photographer, uh, for lack of a better phrase, who is one of the best. He created the Dressing Room Project, uh, has been featured in uh, publications like Playbill, Vogue, Forbes, and the New York Times. He's a founding member of the Musical Theater Factory and the resident photographer at the Playwright Horizons. Oh. Let's give a big Broadway said welcome to friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show. Michael Kushner. You all ready for this? Welcome. I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> That's an impressive resume, sir. Just there's like the little pieces he was reading out. There are some things that like are not. Well, I mean, it's they change every day. So, yeah. Like I don't know what happened about Playwrights Horizons, but like that's. Can can I correct you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I Musical Theater Factory is partnered with Playwrights Horizons, but I'm no longer with them. Sure. I um I'm. Not I'm a founding member of Musical Theater Factory, and then I uh, was I just didn't have the capacity for it anymore. Sure, and sure. So I. So you're too popular. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like the weirdest thing. Like here, Listen, like, I pulled that all from your website. Thanks. So oh, I gotta update that. <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing to like hear my bio like read to me because I'm like, who is that? You're like, who does sure. those things? Oh, that uh, I do those things because I like. It's like the weirdest thing because it's like that was never the plan. <laughs> so I, I really want to get into that, but before we start, you can follow him at the Michael Kushner. Yeah, um, please do. He and has then some really great photos. Also. Follow at the dressing room project. Yeah, um, I feel like that one's more important just because it's like, you know, yeah. Cool. Forget Fancy him. <laughs> Follow the dressing room project. Yeah, honestly. Um, let's start with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What am I drinking? Um, I'm you allowed to join in that. Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh my god. You need to stop hanging out. We totally did the same inflection, too. I'm going to cut your track, but, like, you can sing along. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Honestly, my cut has been tracked. Oh, my God. Here we go. What are you drinking? I know. I'm drinking, like, basically straight vodka with food dye in it. Um, My track has been cut before, and it was in the On the Town revival. It was, I did it. Uh, at Barrington Stage before it went to Broadway, and okay. then I was not brought to Broadway with it. 
Oh. So this is not my first time. So at cheers the rodeo. to that. Cheers, cheers to that track. Cheers. But honestly, I will tell you, it was my first gig outside of college. Okay. And I was like, I wait. What amazing school did you go to? I went to um, Ithaca College. Oh, I hear it's incredible. The people who go there are amazing. Do you know about it? I've heard about it. Did you hear that it's gorgeous? gorgeous? <laughs> are you a rising star nominee as well? Oh, I'm not. Okay. I don't know what that is. Okay. It's that's a, New, Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, that's Jersey. No, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Long Island with uh, Fort Lauderdale rising. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Florida. Yes, Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And he's uh, he's drinking the Reka vodka. It's yeah. a small batch vodka uh, handcrafted in Iceland. It's fantastic. It's so good. I feel it coursing through my veins. And I oh. It. I do. I feel warm. Good. Um, Kimberly, what are you drinking? Um, I found a bottle that has been on our shelf for a while untouched and decided that that's what I wanted today. Okay. Arsenic. So I have <laughs> and old lace. Yeah. Uh, I have limoncello. We love her. That one of Brian's co-workers brought back from Italy, uh-huh. and I just uh, put a lot of seltzer water in with it. Great, great. I'm and drinking... it's kind of nice. It, it I is? wish I had a sugared rim. Um, well... <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I am drinking the <laughs> Milagro tequila, but this one is the Reposado. Mm-hmm. Um, it still has that good, sweet agave realness, and I love it. Great. I'm drinking the <laughs> same oh, I'm thing. Also, I put too much in my glass, so you can already tell that I can't speak as well. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, Kevin fully like poured it like it was just. This is well, how much you pour. You know when you're looking into a cup, right, but you know when you're looking at like a, a bottle. And like it looks like there's not that much left. Sure. But then when I pour it into the glass, so just, like, it's actually more it? than you thought. That's a bottle of wine for me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's what also one of those bottle. things that like oh, it's gone. I don't like putting a bottle back. I don't care what kind of like, liquid it is. If there's like just a little left, it feels like just just freaking finish Did it. Did your siblings like, do that? Yes. That was like always a yes. running like yelling a, thing of like who yeah. put back one sip of iced tea because so it didn't want to wash the pot. Like, so there's yeah. certain times the when I like have like the last of an orange juice container or something, and I pour it in the glass and realize that like I've almost filled the glass, but there's still a little more. So I'll like quickly Swing sip it, it out yeah. and then pour sure. the rest in. <laughs> um, but on that Wait, note, what are you drinking? <laughs> the same thing as you. Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, on that note, I want to go back to something that you said earlier that that it's wasn't the plan. Oh. <laughs> well, let's talk about your plan. So you said this wasn't your plan. No. How did you find this passion and then business? How did it evolve from what you were doing to what you where you are? It's actually I'm getting cut at Barrington to here we are. Yeah. Well, no, honestly, <laughs> no, honestly, the thing is, is like my therapist is she literally looked at me and was like, "Your powers of manifestation are insanity." And I have a Mary Poppins tattoo, right? It's on my forearm. I'm very into it. Tomorrow I shoot Julie Andrews. No. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, I'm shooting Julie Andrews tomorrow. So like, are you gonna wear on. long sleeves or are you gonna like let that tattoo flow out? Let it sink in. You're yeah. shooting Julie Andrews I know. tomorrow. No, she's the reason why I do what I do. I mean, like before I was even talking, I was um, walking around the house with um, hats and umbrellas, and mm. bring, breaking them. Yeah. yeah, I have a picture to literally show you, but you can't see it because it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, fully, uh, yeah. So um, my powers of manifestation are a little nuts, and I know it. I wrote a one-man show that I did twice last year called Moo with Me, and it was about <laughs> fo- it was about photographing Adina, and it's basically literally about annoying the universe so much that she just gives you what you're looking for because you're like so annoying about it mm-hmm. and I mean when so when uh, when it comes to Adina like I'll be like yeah we have the same jaw line but it's like more than that it's honestly like watching like uh, honestly like vocal prowess comes very like hard to me mm-hmm. I 
I just singing comes hard. I was musical theater at Ithaca, but it it was more of the like, oh, he's gonna learn how to perform as opposed to like we're gonna bring in a really talented person. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there were those people in my class that were amazing, but they were like, oh, he's gonna like learn Work how to for sing. It. Right, yeah. exactly. And that mm-hmm. was me. And yeah, I do sing. I know how to sing. It's fine, but I sound like Ethel Merman, and I look like sixteen. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, did I say that right? I sound like Ethel Merman. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Yeah. So um, so it's kind of like the business doesn't really know what to do with me, and instead of of letting instead of letting the business tell me where I fit, I tell the business where I fit. Okay, you know what I mean. So I create my own work, and um, I go to the auditions that I really feel like I can nail. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, you need to hire me for this because uh, I have too much to do. Mm-hmm. And there's too many things I like to do. I love to produce. I love to photograph, and I love to perform. And I'm not going to go to the uh, Hello Dolly ECC at Totem Pole Playhouse. I mean, like, for for me, for you, do it. Like, no, 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 no. no. We wouldn't go either. But I understand what you're saying. But (laughs) Joe Schmo needs to go. Like, yes, yes, I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying that your journey is any less than mine. Yeah, yeah. But for me personally, I I can't give my best at that audition. I literally went to an audition once, and I was like, I'm gonna spice it up. I'm gonna not tell them what I'm singing because the punchline, the title of the song is the punchline. So I was like, hey, I'm Michael Kushner, and like this went isn't a song. Yeah, <laughs> literally just motion, and they were like, wait, what's the uh, what's the title of the song? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't really want to tell you because it's gonna like ruin the punchline of the song. And they're like, no, tell us. Really? And I literally oh, went, no. it's undressing girls with my eyes. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, you're like, and now you know the joke, so let's yeah, all exactly. hear the beginning of it now. Exactly. Yeah. And I changed it to interesting guys in my eyes, but like that's a different story. And but like that's you know it's it's um, I was like I don't need to be a part of that. That's mm-hmm. not how I like to communicate. Mm-hmm. Sure. So everything. That's for I, enter laughing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. It is technically from so along 174th Street. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah, and then they change it in enter laughing, mm-hmm. which at the York one that they just did recently, like yes. a few weeks ago, they even changed it even did more. It again, I saw it at the York when I was in college. Yes, they just Way did back. it. Yeah, yeah they with just. Josh Gazzetti. Yes. Yeah, and so good. This one, right. Farrah Alvin was in this one, right? Farrah was. Um. 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 Yeah, a few people were in it. Right? <laughs> 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 this is crazy. Oh my god! I'm wow. I can't even remember. Um, Allison Frazier was just in there. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> like six of my friends are in it. I'm like, la, 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 la. So cool. Rick and Vodka is so good. Um, you know, you go down into the basement, into the York, yes. and yeah. what yeah. you see there stays there. Yeah. yeah. No, and there. no cell phones. Right? Yes. So, yeah. Like, no, of course yeah. not. Yeah. You can't no like, program selfies. Yeah. Like, Honestly, nothing. you can't. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Like, I was literally like, how do I fit in this business? Because I was a child actor. And I like uh, was in callbacks for thirteen and yes. stuff like that, and you know I, I I was a part of that a part of that life, even though I was growing up in Fort Lauderdale, and um, I just I've always loved this business, every aspect of this business, and I knew that I was like, okay, you're not just going to be an actor, you're going to sure. do a lot of things. But now what's so amazing is that I get to label that, even though I'm not. I'm anti-labeling. I still get to label it. And I go, mm-hmm. I'm a multi-hyphenate. I'm an artist who has multiple proficiencies that cross-pollinate to help flourish professional capabilities. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Does that fit on a business card? It does not, but it does fit in a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, so I basically, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so basically I like uh, do a lot and I do it well. And like people 
pay me to do those mm-hmm. things, which is kind of exciting. And everyone, I'm noticing like in Instagram bios being like multi hyphenate and like, good. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it's exciting. But what I do is I don't like just like go, okay, I, I message people. If I see that, I message people and I go, hey, lunch, we're doing this, we gotta talk. So it's, it's exciting because I mean, like, we're all of us are multi hyphenate. Yeah. You know, it's just embracing that. We just don't understand it. It's also like our generation is just what we're doing. So, for listeners, I literally just pointed and said, Mm. yes, but with my eyes. Mm. Um, Yeah, 100%. Because um, with technology, we have trained ourselves to do so much more. I mean, the fact that you are able to do this, your podcast, and go about your lives in other ways, Mm. it is multi hyphenated. You know, I'm I'm a performer, photographer, producer. That's what I do. I I, uh, I don't really have capacity to do other things, but other mm-hmm. people have capacity to do four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven things. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just that's just not me. I can't. Really how did you find your way? How did how did and, and correct me if I'm wrong. How did photography kind of take the the lead? So when I was a child actor, I literally collected my cast members' headshots, and I said. This looks like you. This doesn't look like you. You need a new picture. This is good for another. I just like loved it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I just yeah. like loved it. And then uh, before studying abroad at Ithaca, mm-hmm. um, I got oh, a camera. Ithaca. From, oh, Ithaca. Oh. Where did oh. you go? Ithaca. Um, no, abroad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I um, what was the question? <laughs> um, how did how did photography? Oh, you got a camera oh, before so you got a camera. So I went to London. Got it. And so did Brian. I was like taking and Tim Kid. Yeah, I love him. So. Uh, London, I brought my camera and I took pictures of everything and everyone's like, you need to be a photographer. And I was like, okay. So uh, (laughs) that'll be my survival job, which I don't call survival job anymore. It's a for now job, but that's not photography for me. That's a whole, that goes into the um, cycles. It's not even a cycle. It's like a look at the infinity sign. I don't think of it as a cycle. I think of it as an infinity sign. It's all cross-pollinating, right? It's all bringing each other into the other aspect. So um, photography helps. uh, The income for photography helps me produce projects I can then be in. Mm -hmm. So it's it's photography producing performance. That's brilliant. Yeah. So... um, so that's multi-hyphenation for me. So I, um, as a, uh, a senior, I literally uh, took headshots of underclassmen. All your mm-hmm. Oh, all the underclassmen. Well, an underclassmen who gave me $50 a pop, and that got me my weed, my vodka, mm-hmm. and uh, I partied and loved it. And I was like, great, I'm going to do this. It's my survival job in yeah, the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my survival job. It quickly became a love Mm-hmm. Um, and a uh, necessity for what I do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. No, that's great. That's <laughs> really good. Um, I mean, there's more, but, like, that's yeah. it. So let's talk about headshots for a second. Yeah, tell me. Talk to me. Um, I love looking at headshots. What? Me, too. Except, not really, but, like, we'll talk about <laughs> Oh, yeah. I have three questions, and you can answer them in any order. We can just, like, have a big discussion about headshots. Okay. The first one is, what are people looking for in a headshot, okay. whether it is the person having the picture taken or someone behind the table? Two, what are you looking for in the headshots when you're taking them? And then three, what overall suggestions do you have for like today's headshots? The answer for all of them mm-hmm. must be that it has to tell a story. How many photos do you think a casting director sees in one day? 
3,002. A lot. 16. Wait, do you know Way the actual number? No, I'm, I'm playing about? Prices Right rules. Oh, right. I love that. One I know. I was like, one. Yeah, 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 that was amazing. I was like waiting for the reference. I, I thought I was going to make it, but you, you beat me. Okay, so it's actually 6,000. Okay. Um, in a day. Okay. Holy because crap. of what... Uh, what uh, we have just the high level on, of submissions online and, submissions yeah. and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So um, your photo needs to be as specific as possible. It needs to say, "I'm a mom that's running late to her office job, but my kid just spilled spaghettios on her white shirt, and she needs her tied to go stick." That's what your headshot needs to say. It's mm-hmm. it, every single headshot must everyone. tell that <laughs> yes. story. Every, every single one. That's Heaven, the secret. yours is wrong. <laughs> yeah, is wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every single one. Yeah. But your your headshot needs to tell a story like that. It like everyone is. A, no, I don't mean to say everyone. A lot of people are afraid of specificity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I, I don't need know. the jewel tone and the same hair as everyone else. And honey, like, honey, and those. And they're people, afraid to be. It's so so true. They're afraid to be too specific because then they think that that's limiting what they can play, and they'll only be seen as one thing. On the contrary, <laughs> we have digital photography, right? So that mm-hmm. means you have that photo, but then you also have the. Um, SVU, no makeup, I just woke up from a bender, and I have no recollection of my night, and now the police are at my door, and I have to figure out what exactly happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the complete opposite. But but photographers now offer all these packages, and right? You, and you have yeah. the ability to, you don't have to print out the 200 no. at once. No. You can, oh. like, have two of each. Right. Or, you know, you can, you can really spread it out and scale you your you portfolio. Yeah. Exactly. And For, then you can label them, like, uh, Kimberly, blue shirt, good one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then submit them for people. That yeah. was my favorite. When I worked as an intern in casting, was like what people like labeled their files, oh and I was like, God. you know, I can see that like your resume is called like the new one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. Like, get it. I once had somebody <laughs> submit something for a play I wrote, and their their resume was. Uh, the real one, no joke, the real one. That's That hysterical. was the title. And I was like, yes! It didn't have their name in the file. Nothing. Like, it just said, the real one, no That's joke, so the real That's one. That's what I call my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, so, um, I, uh, uh, yes, Michael Kushner headshot is just fine. You know what I mean? But, you know, for being storytellers, yeah. we don't tell stories with every... We need to tell stories with every aspect of our being, our book, our headshot, our outfits, our our email correspondence. Like everything needs to be a part of who we are. So that being said, headshots is like the leading one where we need to be telling those stories, especially with headshot client headshot photographers that offer different looks. Yes. And that's funny that you said the jewel tone thing uh-huh. because um I have a lot of clients that come with their jewel tone dresses and mm-hmm. nude heels and blonde ringlets, and they go, I'm quirky, fun, and vulnerable. Okay. Let's have a moment of silence for those words. That is every, like, fresh MT grad. Yeah, and also, what are you saying if you're showing up wearing the same thing and going for the same look as everyone else? But it's trying to certainly say that quirky. Yeah, like, like that, that bites yeah. the word. I would say the only person that's quirky is Sarah Styles. I think that's like quirk, right? Yeah, like, sure. I think that, Actually, yeah. I think like that is like, she's the definition and the role that she's playing. I think that is a quirk. Yeah. 
But now we've all taken it and been like, I'm quirky, I'm quirky, and then it's lost its complete meaning. Yeah, yeah. well, and quirk also has specificity, like you were talking about, whereas, like, a generic quirk isn't quirk at all. No, it's not. It's like, not. I look like a pretty girl who might spill my latte, but then still got the guy. Yeah. Like, that's what they mean by quirky. Right, like, but, but, but even then, that's a story. Right, that's yeah, a yeah. Woman. yeah. And come up with that, like... Like, what do you want this look to be? It's and then I go like like for me as a performer, I go I have the vulnerability of Timothy Chalamet and the exuberance of Mel Brooks, like you know what I mean. And like, so people can go what the fuck, but also yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And or I go I look sixteen but sound like Ethel Merman, and like people go I have no idea what that means, but I also know exactly what that means. Totally. So it's just about understanding who you are and the. Fun of it. This is yep. fascinating. It's fun. It's like when a stand-up makes a reference to how they look. Yes. As a joke. Yes. It's exactly that. Yes. It's just like the stand-up being like, I look like, oh, what is John Mulaney's? Um, I look yep. like a very elderly kindergarten. Oh my god. Yes. Like a hundred percent. Honestly, if you want great ways to describe yourself, watch Big Mouth. Mm. Oh, yeah. The way that they comment on how people look and how people act is actually I don't I don't laugh out loud when I watch a show because my jaw is I burped. Um, my 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 jaw my jaw is dropped the whole time because I think that their commentary on the world it's the new South Park. Well, I actually think yeah, South Park is I brilliant. Agree. It's because South Park leaves no no um, no no holds barred. Is that what I'm trying to yeah, say? Sure. Yeah, sure. Is that they deliver news and current events in a way where no one is safe. Correct. And I think it is actually extremely progressive, like Howard Stern. People will uh, disagree with me, but I've been listening to Howard Stern since I'm in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And um, my parents would drop me off with Howard Stern playing in the car. Yeah. And um, they would drop you off with Howard Stern. Yeah, so I was thinking, too. I was like, oh, that's nice. He he babysat? Yeah, he was my babysat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He he, also has the ringlets and the jewel tones. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You'd actually be surprised. (laughs) He's so basic. But but honestly, like, um, Robin Quivers is my bestie. Um, So, uh, uh, but but honestly, like, I think, um, you know, the people that are the most successful in business, we can, like, look at them and go, they are this, they are this, they are this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, why don't we do that for ourselves? I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't. And, and like, I'm not saying that what, wherever you are in your journey is not any less than anything else. I'm just saying, just do the work on yourself. I'm Mm -hmm. imploring you to do the work on yourself. And if you're not ready to do the work on yourself, then like, that's fine. But at least start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Start journaling. Start looking at yourself in the mirror. Start looking at songs that tell stories that you want to tell. And even if you're like, that's sung by a dude. Like, okay, well, find a musician. Transpose mm-hmm. the key. Put it in a, um, a style of music that you want. And tell that story. Yes. Norm Lewis I, used to audition with Before the Parade Passes By. And look where he is now. And I tell yes. this I tell this King story Trump. multiple times. When I, when I had a show today in, is two thousand seven. Yeah, today. <laughs> when I had a show in Nymph, uh, we had a like an equity call that we sat through, and oh, I saw yes. like three hundred and seventy five people audition in one day. Yeah, and I cannot tell you any of them for the most part, but there was one girl who came in who did not put her purse down. She kept it on her shoulder when she was like doing your little slate thing and we're all like is she not gonna put her bag down and the music the piano she didn't also did not announce her song and the piano started and it was Mariah Carey's hero oh my god and she reached into her purse and brought out a fresh subway sub 
and sang the entire. One might call a hero. Yes, would okay. you? And she sang the entire song to the sandwich, and then right before the money note, she took a giant bite, and then lettuce was falling out of her mouth as she finished singing, and it was possibly the funniest and most memorable thing. And she got callbacks from everyone on the on the panel, and they were all doing like the whole room was doing all dramas, so like. As soon as a comedy song would start, a lot of people kind of tuned out because that's not what we were looking for. Right. But because this girl was so committed and so in it, we were just like, I I trust that girl to like go there if I need her to. And then yes. we, so she got called back for like every single show, including ours, and we weren't even looking for females. But we like considered, because we like precast the females oh. for our show, but we were considering like somehow we could figure out how to use her because she was so original. I mean, look. She ended like, up doing the lighting design. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was That's brilliant. That's hysterical. Like, having something and telling a story and being committed was was brilliant. Well, there are... I've heard many success stories where people... There's, there'll be a girl that'll show up to a dance call, and she doesn't know what to do, so she whips out her tap shoes and shows her, and she gets the gig. But that doesn't always happen. Correct, true. Let me tell. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not saying that you're. Uh, that wasn't me being like cool. But no, no, I'm just. I'm literally saying yes. Yes. And, and correct. This is an improv class. What I know. Yeah. Um, yes, and always deny. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I think when people say quirk, mm-hmm. that's when we bring in that. That's what that. I have never is. heard of somebody saying to like bring a story into a headshot session and tell They that. must That's be That's so brilliant. Thank you. They must be stories because then the Because every headshot there. session I've ever had has been suck in your gut and try to look pretty. Like, I'm not even, like, every single one has been sucking your gut and trying to oh, look yeah. pretty. Which Learning is weird, because like, that's what we say on the, the podcast, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been doing this whole time. I got a face for radio. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait, shut up. I can't believe you said that, because I say that to a nervous client after a while. I say, honey, you have a face for radio, and that gets them the laughing. first laugh. That's amazing. Where I'm like, look at what you can do. I go, look at what you can do. You just give me a guttural laugh, okay? Can you let go? And they go, okay, I can. Mm-hmm. And I use that joke, actually. That's smart. That's, yeah, I use that joke. I, I have a lot Every photographer I've had has been silent no, no, behind the anymore. camera, and then they stop and they go, do you want to change shirts? What? That's literally every Kevin, Kevin, what kind of photographer did you hire? <laughs> can you change shirts in front yeah. of me? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be a star? Yeah. Fame. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Literally, literally just fame. Show me them. What'd you say? The last time I got headshots, they didn't show me a single picture. I had that experience once. And I was just like, but I need to know what I look like in this world you've created. How much were you paying for those headshots? Quite a bit of money. Hmm. I think I got a discount, but they were like four hundred dollars. I in two thousand sixteen. What's a good for all of our listeners, what is an obviously the quality of the photographer is gonna come into play here, but what is it like what is an acceptable range for a headshot session? As in money? Yeah. Cool. So um, I... <coughs> I you, sorry. Wait, you don't ha- we don't have to talk about this, but like... No, I will, okay. very openly. I, uh, as an artist, because I come from a very privileged background, I was like, I vow to, for whatever art I do, it will be accessible and it will be non-quotidian and will change the world around me. Mm-hmm. So um, my rates are very low because I don't... Like, I love meeting people and I love welcoming people into my, my space so I don't want my rates to be able to um, uh, 
you know, disengage other people from coming to me. So I have packages that are $399 all the way up to $1,000. But based on time and effort and yeah. the $1,000 package includes hair and makeup, like, mm-hmm. it's really, it does not bend you over backwards. And, like, I'm very open to, like, hearing what you need from me. So, like, I, I work with Brooklyn Children's Theater in mm. the, where they work with um, uh, artists that are homeless. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, they come to me and uh, I will shoot them for free um, because they, those are artists that need that resource. And mm-hmm. Sherry Sanders and I, who's of Rock the Audition, we, um, mm-hmm. we just launched Rock the Audition Coalition in effort to, uh, in effort to uh, mobilize inclusivity in the theater community. And it started out because she uh, trains trans non-binary artists for free. And I was like, well, if you do that, what if when they're done with you, um, they come to me for a free headshot? And she's like, well, what if we come up with a coalition and we just like train everyone for free and make the industry better? And I was like, 100%. So last night we had our first, uh, our first town hall where we... Um, Ali Bigori, who is an artist with a disability, an artist with disability with with a disability, she um, has she's low vision. She organized the town hall last night and had a panel of artists with disabilities, and then uh, Sherry trained those artists with disabilities mm-hmm. in front of um, a group of people. We had fifty people show up last night for our first cool. for so our first awesome. night. It was unbelievable. It was some of literally, and I will say this wholeheartedly in this mic. It was some of the sexiest work I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. Um, we had um, John McGinty, who is an art, mm. who is an actor who is deaf. He uh, he signed this. He signed a song with a vocalist with him. Mm. And uh, when he had the, he did Lilac Wine, and it was sexy to begin with. Mm-hmm. It was just like amazing. And then Sherry gave him the adjustment to just be a little tipsy and madly in love. It was some of the sexiest, compassionate, brilliant, uh, interpersonal work I have ever seen in my life. It was truly unbelievable. So the so the fact that we as an industry are limiting ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of stories to tell. And uh, we just got to be able to create... Um, space where that can be held 36 uh uh size font for sides for artists with low vision that's easy yeah you know what i mean and yeah. just little things you never think about that like things. change the world for somebody yeah and they are not strong they are not brave they are artists with a disability you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not being like wow yeah not the patronizing no. of everything no yeah but also just like being like how can i help you you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it was an amazing conversation last night. It was really, I mean, I'm still reeling from it. It was super brilliant. Will these town halls continue? Oh yeah, we're we're really focusing on marginalized artists of all sorts, um, artists of color, uh, LGBT. Oh my god, I can't LGBTQI plus. Um, Artists with PTSD, mm. um, sure. you know what I mean? Artists with disabilities. Yeah. I mean, like, there are a lot of marginalized communities that we're really not talking about um, that have to be involved in the conversation, and we're going to do that, yeah. which is very exciting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's play a game. Oh my God, sure. games! Did I was this thrilling for you or yes. not? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, I want to be the best guest you ever. <laughs> <laughs> it is a competition yeah. every time. Oh my God, for me, yes, and that is what I'm talking to my therapist about. <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, since this is Thanksgiving, yes. We're going to make a Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. Gobble, gobble. Yes. Gobble, gobble, honey. So if everyone could pick a slip of paper that tells you what course of the meal, yes, you will be asked to create oh, for so us. Excited. And then pick a show card okay. that okay. will inspire your dish. Okay. The Lights of Broadway show. I mean, I'm already, already. Yes, and these are all shows. I'm yeah, already so, a dish, if you will. Yes, all right. Kevin I is think, a dish, whatever, right. whatever. I think you mean snack. <laughs> okay, I'm so snack excited. Snack is what the youths are saying? Yes. Okay. Brian is our appetizer. Yes, I have the appetizer, and I have West Side Story. Okay. So we're just going to do tostones for everybody. Yes! Okay. I love tostones. Uh, with the Krupke sauce. <laughs> What's in the Krupke sauce? Um, in the Krupke sauce is um, a little bit of, uh, it's a little spicy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think You think it's going to be just like this like bland sauce that like just kind of is there. Yep. But then you realize there's like a character to it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So our appetizer is tostones with Krupke sauce. And you think it doesn't fit, but then all of a sudden like you realize why you put the sauce on. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you laugh. It makes you laugh. <laughs> and it just like breaks. It just, the tosones are so serious uh-huh. that like, you know, it just adds a little, you know, you know, a little Comedy. break from the action, yeah. if you will. I love that. But still complimenting it. Yeah. Uh, who has the main course? I do. Great. So um, the main course is inspired by Groundhog Day. Ooh, so it is wonderful. a. Uh, it's Groundhog. It is a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Please don't. No, no. Okay. <laughs> it is. Um, so you're. We're having a turducken. Oh. <gasps> because ooh. I've always wanted to have a turducken, so we're doing it now. Oh uh-huh. no. Um, it's a, what turkey stuffed with a duck and chicken, chicken. and yeah. then stuffed with a duck in the middle. Um, it's chicken in a but duck. But sounds like my sex life, so it's honestly. Called, <laughs> <laughs> but it's called turducken surprise. Because Turducken uh, surprise! surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, cheers. Because cheers. the person who made the feast, whether it be your mother, father, grandfather, whoever it is that made the food, uh-huh. um, will bring out like a big presentation and then serve, like carve it, and it'll be like a whole presentation thing, and then serve everybody a piece. And then as soon as everyone finishes their first piece, they're given the person then goes into the kitchen and brings out a brand new one and does the exact same presentation over again. So it's just because, like, Groundhog Day, just, the presentation keeps happening that. over and over again. Wonderful. So if you want seconds, it has to come from the brand new turducken. Oh, gorge. Wow. Yeah, so there's but like, also wasteful. There's, like, quite a few turduckens in this house. Right. But also each turducken, you know, layers upon layers upon layers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, we move on to the signature cocktail. Oh, my God, that's me. Yes. Okay, so I'm the cocktail, and mine is Sunset Boulevard. Yes! yes. Which you actually, just saw. Which I just saw, starring Alice Ripley. Was she incredible? She was unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and she was so happy, and I know that she she's fine with me, like, talking about this, but, like, she was so happy 
when I when I because I I photographed her backstage for it. Mm-hmm. I'm I like love photographing Alice. We've become good friends, which is very exciting. I really love her. Um, she was so happy. She was saying it over and over and over again, and she was just like talking a mile a minute. She mm-hmm. was just like so thrilled, and it showed in her performance, which made like the sad mo- this the heartfelt moments even more devastating. Sure. It was just like, oh, God, I know that you personally are so... It was just so... Uh, she's she's amazing. She is literally one of the most brilliant performers of our time, yeah. as the, the four of us can definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say that um, my cocktail is going to be the skeleton key. And I will tell you why I discovered this, discovered this, Uh um, why I chose this. It is one and a fourth ounces of Corner Creek bourbon, three fourths ounce of St. Germain, a half ounce of fresh lemon juice, three to five ounces of ginger beer, and eight dashes of Angostura. Angostura bitters. bitters. Yeah, Angostura bitters. I will tell you why I chose a bourbon cocktail. Because um, there's one lyric in the show that I love, and it's, I love flan, a lot of man. I love it. For some reason, I think it's very funny. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you also love flan, a lot of man? Yes. Yeah, right? I love flan all myself as well. <laughs> so, um, You're a man. So, and you I know the price of it. Yeah, right? And, I, mm-hmm. and, and flan all uh, means bourbon to me. Right. Totally. So yeah. I was like, okay, bourbon cocktail. And so here we are with that. The skeleton And then key. I was thinking of like skeleton key because I was thinking of like, okay, we have something like okay, Hudson Brit- movie, murder. Right. <laughs> you know, there's murder at the end of the show. Sure, sure. So it's like, okay, maybe this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In oh, yeah. Sunset Boulevard? Never seen it. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Murder? Yeah. Murder. Glenn Close murders? Murder. Yes. <laughs> have you ever seen Clue? Yes, okay. just two days ago, actually, for the first time. It was her first time. Me? Yes, her first time. Since I watched it, like on Comedy Central when I was. 12. I'm a plant. I thought they called men like you a fruit. Oh my god, that's <laughs> wow! You're my new favorite person in the world. I love it's that movie so much. Time. It's so good. Oh my god, it's I enjoyed brilliant. it. But someone killed the cook. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they kill the cook again? Oh, she well, knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. great. Monkey soup. What is it? Monkey brains, which is a delicate. Oh my god! I can't think of any line right now. Oh, it's so good. Flames on the side of my face. Well, there's the. I didn't want to say that one because that's like the obvious one. Being yeah, like, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show myself out. No, no, no. You, you're saying a lot of amazing lines, and I didn't want to be the one that's like flames on the side. Right. Because that shows like I've seen the movie once. One twice. time. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it a million times. I just like literally can't. We were literally, we were literally just talking about how Tim Curry, like recreating what happened in the movie when he's explained. But then we went to look at like that is one of the best performances of anything ever. Unbelievable because he's so real while being so madcap that it's like like the camp factor is at the highest level and yet it's so honest and believable. And everyone is on the same level, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about camp for a second. My boyfriend and I have an argument. I think that. What does he say? It's camp is... Sorry, you need to do your menu. Oh, that's okay. Oh, my God. Do your menu. No, go for it. The menu's campy. I think he's the one that says that camp has to know that it's bad. Yes. But Uh, me, I go, camp has to be so in its... The root of its intention that we have to... um, 
be drawn to it. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because Camp can't comment on that it's bad. Right, no, because Camp then it doesn't know it's bad. Yeah. Right, but there are... Camp is. Right, Camp is. Camp is. Camp is. And I love that, actually. Yeah, that's, that's why Camp is, like, good Camp at its best is when it the person believes that that is whatever the emotion is, whatever the scenario is, is real. You have to, like, really be dropped in into it. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. But, but there are people that say camp is when you comment on it and you know mm. that it's bad and I To me, that's the difference great. between camp and satire. Because, 100%. like, yes. a campy satire is commenting on itself. Right, exactly. But camp, for, like, the sake of, like, a high-level camp. Like it's not commenting right. on that it itself is bad. Right. It is but commenting the, on, like, this genre is kind of hokey, right? right? Totally. Right, exactly. Like, that's when you get, like, the people who are doing, like, the detective noir novel to, like, yes. the heightened point where it's like, of course it was raining, of course she walked into right. my office. And, like, that kind of thing, like, it is the heightened level and, like, they're commenting on it, but, like, so it's a little satirical. Right. But, like... Camp for just camp's sake has to just be honest. What are your favorite camp um, aspects of... The bunks, uh, playing soccer with my friends, um, the counselors. For me, it would be auditioning for musicals. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Frenchwood. Yeah, I know. We beat you in sports. Where'd you go? Westmont. Oh, yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And for dessert, we have Wicked. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So obviously... We have a duo of cream puffs. Okay. We have a matcha cream puff. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Okay. So the cream puff itself is going to be, you know, your normal shoe pastry. There will be uh. a matcha infused crackling on top. Oh my God. Do you watch Bake Off? <laughs> I do. I also bake. She actually like super bakes. It's so amazing. So I was so pumped to actually get dessert this time because yeah. usually oh I have to like I'm gonna fudge cry. my way around a main course, which I'm not uh, good at. Fudge. Um, So it'll be a matcha um, pastry cream inside the cream puff with the matcha parklen. It'll be a little, you know, it'll overflow a little bit so that you just put the top back on like a little hat. Wow. And then there will obviously be a lemon curd cream puff as its alternative for our little Glinda girl. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. my God. And that will have more of a glaze than a crackle-in, so it'll be a regular <laughs> cream puff, and then dipped into a vanilla glaze with a lemon curd um, lemon curd on the bottom, and then, you know, your typical very sweet whipped cream on top. Those sound like they're the worth puff. the calories. Thank you, Prue. You're welcome. <laughs> um, is you would get a handshake well, for that Cheers for that Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Cheers. Oh cheers. cheers. Uh, turkey lurky time. That's a Christmas Oh, my song. God. Ooh. <laughs> Do you think it's a Christmas song? It, it happens at Christmas. Oh, true. I just like to say because it has so turkey in it. it. Yeah. Turkey lurkey. But yes. um, but didn't like a British person write it and they have turkey at Christmas because they don't have Thanksgiving? Right. Yeah. They don't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, do but do they have Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin? It always takes me by surprise. Michael, welcome to Kevin's corner, where I have three highly researched questions to ask you. Highly researched. And they came from uh, today is the name game again. So I typed in your last name into Wikipedia, and then went down some weird rabbit holes from there. I won't show up. So no, you didn't. But other people. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on Wikipedia. But other people with yet. your last name did, and it was very fascinating. Oh my god! Totally. So we're gonna see what happens. That last name probably has a lot of Wikipedia behind it. It does, and we skipped some of those specific um, Wikipedia because it's like not, it's not like a Johnson, right? But it's like a 
my great grandfather worked for Bugsy Siegel. Wait, really? Yes. Cool. Um, I I don't know if you're related to any of these people, but we'll find out. So your last name, no, question one. <clears throat> your last name is Kushner, just like David Kushner or Dave Kushner, an American musician perhaps best known as the rhythm guitarist for the rock, hard rock supergroup Velvet Revolver. Oh. Kushner has also been a member of Wasted Youth, Electric Love Hogs, Loaded, Danzig, Jane's Addiction, guitarist Dave Navarro's solo band Sugartooth, and Zilch, while he also recorded with the Infectious Grooves, Psycho, Sicko Miko, and more recently collaborated with Scars on Broadway guitarist Frankie Perez, releasing songs under the pseudonym DKFXP, a combination of the initials of Perez and Kushner, as well as working with Indian singer and actress Shruti Hassan. Cool. Congrats. Hassan Kif is an ancient town and district located along the Tigris River in northeastern Turkey in the Batman province. But Batman, The Killing Joke, is a 1988 DC comic one-shot graphic novel featuring the characters Batman and the Joker, written by Alan Moore and illustrated by Brian Boland. The Killing Joke provides an origin story for the supervillain The Joker, loosely adapted from the 1951 story arc The Man Behind the Red Hood. And in this, the, jo- the Joker's origin is presented via flashback while simultaneously depicting his attempt to drive Jim Gordon insane and Batman's desperate attempt to stop him. So my question is... <laughs> If you were to become a Broadway-themed superhero, what would your superpower be? What would your costume be? And what would your mantra be? A la, like, truth, justice, and the American way. Whose mantra is that? Superman. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So first would be, like, what would your superpower be if you were a Broadway-themed super, uh, superhero? Mama Rose is, like, calling to me right now. <laughs> I love this. I would, like... I like her idea of she will do anything to get what she sees fit for her kids her kids but i want that for my clients okay you know what i, I mean i love that yeah yeah it's kind of like oh, that's nice but like also like i will i will literally like i will not stop a photo shoot until i know that we have a photo that reflects what we got um, so I guess like there's a rose aspect to me, right? Yeah. Where I'm kind of like, I know I, I said I was going to get you out of here at this time, but like we need to like, you need to put on that shirt and like we need to get on that eye and you need to like do this. Totally. Okay. So that's. That's your superpower. That's my superpower right now. What's it's your like costume? Under, it's like understanding like your full potential. Okay. My costume would absolutely be Alphabet's Act 2 dress. amen with with the hat who doesn't want to wear that which I've worn the hat before but Mm. not the dress and then what would be your mantra my mantra I love flannel on a man (laughs) (laughs) so every headshot you ever did for a man was just flannel Yeah, yeah, yeah. a flannel backdrop (laughs) a flannel flannel shirt Oh, you brought a final shirt. I like this for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) This speaks to me. Okay, question two. Your last name is Kushner still. (laughs) Still. Just like the Kushner equation in filtering theory, which is an equation for the conditional probability density of the state of a stoastic nonlinear dynamical system. Stop using math. Given noisy measurements of the state. Noisy. That's what it says. 
It therefore provides the solution of a nonlinear filtering problem in estimation theory. Theory of a dead man, abbreviated as theory or toad, Oh. is a Canadian rock band from Delta, British Columbia. Formed in 2001, the band is currently signed to Roadrunner Records as well as 604 Records. They have two contracts. The band also includes traits of other music styles, such as country and acoustic, as well as their post-grunge and alternative rock bass. They have had eight top ten hits on the U.S. Billboard Hot, hot Mainstream Rock Tracks charts, <laughs> including three number one <laughs> hits, so Bad Girlfriend, Low Life, and RX Medicate. ATC code DO9 medicated dressings is a therapeutic subgroup of the anatomical therapeutic chemical classification system, a system of alphanumeric codes developed by the WHO for the classification of drugs and other medical products. Subgroup DO9 is part of the anatomical group D dermatologicals. Sure, sure, sure. So my question is... Do you go to the dermatologist? What are three books that you've read that have really stayed with you or had a strong impact on you? Three books. Three books. 1984. Good choice. Madeline Kahn's biography. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking of flames. Mm. (laughs) So uh, I was once with Randy Skinner, and he and he was like, "How's it going?" And I was like, "Not great." He's like, "Why?" And I was like, "I don't know." He's like, "Who whose career do you want to emulate?" which is a huge question that I ask my uh, clients. Whose career do you want? Whose career can you steal? And in that moment, I was like, oh, Madeline Kahn, that's whose career I want. But my own version. And he's like, well, her biography just came out. Have you read it? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, read it. He's like, okay. And that biography helped learning about where she came from and what she was dealing with, you know, personally and all that stuff. I love that book. It's 300 pages plus, but um, really dense. It's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of like, it's like not, it's not entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's just very factual. Um, And my third would be Diary of a Mad Playwright by James Kirkwood, who wrote the book for uh, Chorus Line. And... um, Kevin's new favorite show. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, James wrote this book called... uh, He wrote this play called um, Legends! Exclamation Point. And um, he basically... uh, went on this big struggle to, like, figure out who he wanted to star in it, and he got Carol Channing and Mary Mm -hmm. Martin. And the book is about the whole play and how it was going to Broadway. Wow. And there's a really depressing aspect of it, but the book is a comedy, and it... Let me in on Carol Channing and Mary Martin and mm-hmm. how the industry worked in the '80s and all of this. It was truly unbelievable. But um, it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's it's actually out of print, oh, but wow. you, can, you you can get it mm-hmm. on Amazon. Um, but uh, it's it's a part of the industry that uh, doesn't exist anymore. And uh, it actually makes me emotional. 
because like I was like I had a hard copy of it and I was like reading it on the train and all this stuff, but it like um, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'll tell you the emotional part. I the whole time I was reading it, I um, was imagining this guy James in his upper west side apartment like just like being old and crotchety and I was like I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna buzz his apartment and blah 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 I'm gonna barge in and just be like tell me everything you know and uh, just as I was about to do that I turned the last page of the book or right when it ended and um, said he died of AIDS in the 90s oh no yeah and I was so devastated I was so sad because oh, you never could talk to him about it. I can't talk to him about it. And it's like I, I couldn't even like think about talking to him about it. It was like um, it was like a thing where uh, it was it was so gone. It was so gone. Yeah. And that's why I like to listen to the original cast of like Lacage, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, you hear voices that, that are that are not with mm-hmm. us anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and so um, James is one of those people. That book where he's being so sassy and oh, raunchy, and he was being, and, but he's not with us anymore. Yeah. And I thought he was like this ninety-seven-year-old guy, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Man that you could, yeah. And I can't Aww. ever ask him those questions. Oh, I know. That's why it's my favorite book, Diary of a Mad Playwright. Number three. Your last name is still Kushner. It still is. Just like Rachel Kushner, an American writer known for her novels Telex from Cuba in 2008, The Flamethrowers in 2013, and in 2018 she wrote The Mars Room. Room 40, also known as 40OB, was the cryptoanalysis section of the British Admiralty during the First World War. The group, which was formed in October 1914, began when Rear Admiral Henry Oliver, the Director of Naval Intelligence, gave intercepts from the German radio system at Nuan near Berlin to Director of Naval to the Director of Naval Education Alfred Ewing, who constructed ciphers as a hobby. Ewing uh, recruited civilians such as William Montgomery, a translator of theological works from German, and Nigel de Grey, a publisher. It was estimated that during the war, Room 40 decrypted near around 15,000 intercepted German communications from wireless and telegraph traffic. Most notably, the section intercepted and decoded the Zimmermann Telegraph, a secret diplomatic communication issued from the German Foreign Office in ni- January 1917 that proposed a military alliance between Germany and Mexico. Its decoding has been described as the most significant intelligence uh, for British during for the British during World War One, because it played a significant role in drawing the then neutral United States into the conflict. Mm-hmm. In distributed computing, a conflict three replicated data type is a data structure which can be replicated across multiple computers in a network, where the replicas can be updated independently and concurrently without coordination between the replicas, and where it is always mathematically possible to resolve inconsistencies which might result. So my question is, if you could go back in time to any time period, bringing with you your current camera equipment and technology, Mm. and do three photo shoots with any three Broadway stars, which three would you choose and why? Merman. 
Um, but one of my favorite things about her was that she had a, uh, in Gypsy, um, there was a chorus girl that had a jar and she did not like the cursing that was going on backstage of Gypsy. And she said, here's a jar. If you curse, you put a nickel every time you curse. And Merman saw it. She put a five in and said, here's a five, honey, and go f*** yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, If I had a camera, I would photograph Merman. Okay. Yeah. Merman for for me um, represents a big change in our industry. It's like, have you ever been in Sardis? Oh. Yeah. There are people that are immortalized there where I go, oh, you are, you are this very specific, uh, this very specific part of the industry. Like you're a producer or you're an artist, you're an actor that like had a few appearances here and there. But Merman, she, um, she created so many things. She created roles. She created the belt. She created mm-hmm. presence. She created chutzpah. She, for those that are listening, that's Yiddish for balls. Um, she created chutzpah. She, she created a, uh, an experience. And I think that I would want to photograph Merman <laughs> around town and just see how she interacted and uh, created life. I have three. Yeah, you got two more. All right, Merman. One, I would want to, the uh, the second one, I would want to do the Black Crook. Yes. The Black Crook was what a lot of people think is the first American musical. It's a big extravaganza of a musical. Uh, with sets and costumes and a story. Um, people think that On on Your Toes mm-hmm. is the first American musical. People think that On the Town is the first American musical. People think that Oklahoma is the first American musical. Uh-huh. So, you know, there are different reasons, but I would want to document The Black Crook because that was the late 1800s mm-hmm. and there's no documentation yeah. of that other than witness. So I would want to do that. Black Crook, Ethel Merman, and um, I would want to do Glory Days. Yes. You're speaking to the right crowd here. Saw it. Did you really? Yes. Sixth preview. So you just want to like kind of capture that yeah, bleeding yeah. moment? That, that moment of like it everyone's really, like kind of yeah. unknown. Uh-huh. Like everyone's like what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Like I did that with Be More Chill, but Be More Chill ran a little bit. You know yes. what I mean? I think that Be More Chill unleashed a monster. It's very exciting because um, we get to see the power of social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, might not have been a big hit. That's okay. But when a show gets carried to Broadway mm-hmm. through social media and through mm-hmm. fan power, 
you know. That's exciting. Yeah. It's it's so exciting. It's mm-hmm. so exciting. Yeah. There's so there's the so much. The next five years are going to be very interesting to watch. The next five years. Jesus. I mean, the next entire team of time. What about the like, last five years? <laughs> <laughs> also, a very interesting oh, no. watch. Yeah. <laughs> That brings us to the end of our episode. It does. What'd you say? That brings us to the end of our episode. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, You'll be back. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a really, really great conversation and actually, over drinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. yes. No, actually. I'm so fascinated still. I went, actually, or no? That's fine. Again, follow the Dressing Room Project. Yeah. You can yes. follow us at Broadwasted. Of course, uh, On all social media. That's you us. can find us, our Facebook group. Yeah. Um, join our Patreon. Do it. Please and thanks. Um, and you can find us on things like Spotify, the Broadway Podcast Network. That's yeah. bpn.fm. Backslash Broadwasted. Check it out. And then you can also... Uh, Find us on iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. And thank you. Um, but we end every episode with a quote. Oh, we yeah. do that. Uh, and today's quote is, you want to know what's inside? I could tell you if I wasn't hiding. My whole life is in here. In this kitchen baking. What a mess I'm making. Oh, Patris. <laughs> and what's really great is like, that quote actually kind of goes along with what we were talking about. Yeah. You want to know what's inside? Yeah. And yeah. Oh, well done, Brian. Cheers to that. And we end every episode. Zutuapum. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. And Kevin, why don't you give us a little taste of what's to come in December? Okay, guys. Mm. So here's what's coming next. So in December, um, no surprise, but maybe a surprise. So in December, we're releasing a brand new holiday radio musical. Uh, Again, I am taking the helm and writing the uh, book for this show. Uh, I'm also writing some new songs that you'll hear with uh, an amazing composer, Jason Pomerantz. Uh, we had partnered last year on the It's a Broadwasted Life. Um, also exciting that there will be music written not just by me and Jason, but also a song by my buddy over here, Brian Plofsky. Um, unless yeah. Kevin has cut it at this right. point. Right, unless it gets cut. We don't know yet. I was not asked to write a yeah, song. We didn't ask Kimberly to write a song. Maybe that'll be next year's radio play. They know it would be too good. So this year's radio play, uh, I can finally announce, is going to be, uh, it's called Broadwasted Actually. So it is, uh, is it a parody? Is it not a parody? We will find out. But we're really excited. There's a whole lot of really great Broadway stars who are going to be in the show and uh, that's going to be running in the month of December so get ready to hear the brand new original Broadwasted Actually awesome yay yeah. wait did we do Zutu Bum? yeah yes we did okay cool that's it we're good yeah. alright All right. <laughs> <laughs> we did it Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.